No, Thorin was the king under the mountain. He was the king's son at one point. Well, that's true. He was Gandalf's friend. He was Gandalf's friend, yeah. So, anyway, speaking of kings, we are back to talking about the kings of Israel and Judah. And last time we talked about a king of Judah named Asa. And he was, was he a good king or a bad king? He was a good king. He was a good king. Yeah. He wasn't perfect. No one's perfect. But he was a, it said his heart was wholly true to the Lord all his life. What? No one except Jesus. You're right. He did do some bad things, but he was still a believer. That's what it means when it says that his heart was wholly true to the Lord. He didn't worship any false gods. He only worshiped the Lord. Correct. Now, while all that was happening in Judah, all right, so in Judah, we have had, since the break, we've had Rehoboam, Abijah, and Asa. We've had three kings over a period. Rehoboam was like, was like, how long was he? 17 years he reigned. Okay, then Abijah was three years, and then Asa was 41 years. So that's a total of 61 years, three kings. That's quite a bit of stability. Two of those were good kings, and even though Rehoboam did not worship the Lord as he should have, and probably at the end of his life it seems like, when actually he might have been a believer, I'm not really sure, he did some wicked things. He was also like a stable ruler for a while. Okay, Meanwhile, in Israel, there's Jeroboam, and he's king for a while, but he's a bad king, and his kingdom starts getting a lot weaker under him, because remember, he was all like, oh no, my people are running away because they're going to go worship the Lord in Jerusalem, so I have to build two golden calves. But the effect of that was that a bunch of his people did run away, because the people in his kingdom who were believers and wanted to worship the Lord the right way had to leave. Well, didn't have to, maybe, but wanted to because they wanted to go to Jerusalem. So... Then, this means that things are getting bad, right? It means that the word of the Lord isn't being preached properly in the northern kingdom, and it means that the true believers are leaving, which also means a lot of mar, which also means that there's fewer of them to tell people the truth. So things are getting worse and worse. So then after Jeroboam, you have Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, who reigns over Israel. So he begins his reign in the second year of Asa, and he reigned for two years. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, the same way his father did. Then Baasha, the son of Ahijah, made a conspiracy. Oh yeah, we talked about him a little bit the other day. He made a conspiracy and killed Nadab. A conspiracy where he's like, I'm going to kill the king and then I'll be the king. So he struck him down and uh, while they were, like Nadab and Israel were like laying siege to this town, and he, and he made a plan and he killed him. So he killed him in the third year of Asa and he reigned instead. As soon as he was king, he murdered everyone of the house of Jeroboam. Which is exactly what God had said was going to happen. Well, it's still bad, right? It's bad to like murder people. It was bad that Baasha did that. But it did fulfill the word of the Lord that the Lord had spoken. He left alive no one in the house of Jeroboam that breathed, it said, until he had destroyed them all, according to the word of the Lord, spoken by Ahijah, the prophet. It was because of the sin that Jeroboam did in bringing the people to worship those golden idols, which angered the Lord. Okay, so then Baasha is king. Baasha begins to reign, 
and he reigned for 24 years. So he actually reigned for quite a, a while. He also did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and he did the same things that Jeroboam did. So he kills everyone in Jeroboam's house, and that fulfills the prophecy that the Lord had made that everybody in Jeroboam's house would die because they were wicked and worshiped the golden calves. And then he did the exact same thing. No, he's the same. Maybe dumber, because he did that even after he saw the, what happened to people who did that. Well, no. He was kind of dumb, but yeah, I wouldn't say he's one of the dumbest. But this actually makes me wonder. I think I have to look something up because I, I need to see this. I think there's a story here. Stop that. I think there's a story here that we might be missing that comes before this. Just a small one, but I'd want to include it. Hold on. I think it was about Jeroboam. But it, the problem here, guys, just so you know, is that there are two different books of the Bible, actually like three of them, that deal with all of these kings. And one of them, and a lot of them, they overlap a lot. One of them talks mostly about the kings of Judah. And then the other one talks mostly about the kings of Israel. And you have to like flip back and forth in order to figure out everything that's going on which is what I'm doing right now. And then you have to compare because sometimes one adds some stuff that the other one didn't have. What is going on here? I thought, I thought, all right, before we get to 16, I want to make sure I get this. Ah, I knew it. Okay. I just missed this. This is from earlier in chapter 14. So we have to back up in time a little bit. So Abijah, and Ahijah are two different people. Abijah is the son of Jeroboam. This is before Jeroboam died, when Jeroboam was king of Israel. Abijah is his son. And Jeroboam told his wife, when Abijah got sick, Abijah their son got sick, and he told his wife, disguise yourself so that people won't know that you're my wife, and go to Shiloh. Behold, Ahijah the prophet is there. He's the one who told me that I would be the king over Israel. But also, he's going to be the one who tells him that he's all going to die. So bring ten loaves of bread and some cakes and a jar of honey and go to him and find out what's going to happen to our child. So Abijah is sick and he wants his wife to go talk to Ahijah to find out what will happen. By the way, that's kind of silly, isn't it? To think that she should dress up so that he won't recognize her, but they're going to a prophet of the Lord to find out from him what is going to happen to their son. So if a prophet of the Lord can tell the future, do you think he maybe can also know who it is who's coming to talk to him even if she's disguised? Yeah, probably. Because he thinks that the prophet won't want to talk to him because he's Jeroboam and he's wicked. You see this a lot with some of these prophets. They don't want to listen to the, to the Lord's word until all of a sudden they need something from the Lord. And then they want to find out the answer because they know that their stupid false gods can't do anything. But anyway, remember Saul was the same way. He didn't listen to what God told him through Samuel. And then when God stopped talking to him through Samuel, then he was so desperate to go talk to Samuel that he went and talked to that witch. Anyway, so his wife does that. She goes... 
And she went to Shiloh, and she came to the house of Ahijah the prophet. And the Lord told Ahijah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam is coming to ask you about her son, because he's sick. So this is what you're going to say to her. So when she came, she was pretending to be someone else. Ahijah heard her coming by the door, and he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam. He hasn't even seen her yet. He says, come in, wife of Jeroboam. Why do you pretend to be someone else? For I am charged with unbearable news for you. Unbearable news means this can be really bad news for you. Go tell Jeroboam, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, because I exalted you from among the people and made you leader over my people Israel and tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you, yet you have not been like my servant David, who kept my commandments and followed me with all his heart. But you have done evil above all who were before you and made for yourself other gods and metal images provoking me to anger and have cast me away. Therefore, I will bring harm upon the house of Jeroboam and I will cut off every male from that house and will burn up the house of Jeroboam as a man burns up poop until it is all gone. So that's how they would apparently get rid of like a pile of like poop. They didn't have like a toilet. So burn it up. God said, that's what I'm going to do to your house. God was saying to Jeroboam, you are as worthless as a pile of poop. I'm going to burn you up. Whoa. Anyone belonging to Jeroboam who dies in the city, the dogs shall eat. And anyone who dies in the open country, the birds of the heavens shall eat. For the Lord has spoken. So she just came to find out what was going to happen to her son. And he's like, you're all going to die. But then he says, go to your house. When your feet enter the city, the child will die. He's not going to recover from this sickness. He's going to die. Her child. She has a child. And all Israel will mourn for him and bury him. For he only of the house of Jeroboam shall come to the grave. Because in him is found something pleasing to the Lord, the God of Israel. Yes. So this child is the only son of the entire house of Jeroboam who is a believer. And because of that, God said, he's going to die now and not suffer. He's actually going to get buried and he's not going to suffer the way the rest of this household is going to. So you might think, oh, the news that this child is going to die, that's the worst news. No, for that child anyway, it's good news. Yeah. The bad, the worst news is for everybody else is going to be cut off. But then he says, the Lord will raise up for himself a king over Israel who shall cut off the house of Jeroboam today. And he will strike Israel as a reed is shaken in the water because of their sins and their unbelief and their false worship. And he'll give Israel up because of the sin of Jeroboam. So Jeroboam's wife rose and came back home. And as soon as she came to the house, the child died. And all Israel buried him and mourned for him according to the word of the Lord. So that's a story that comes right before what I was talking about before. So you have Jeroboam. He dies. Then you have um, um, Baasha. Sorry, then you have Jeroboam's son, Nadab. And then Baasha kills Nadab and kills everyone in his family. And the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha. So this is a prophet named Jehu, saying, Since I exalted you out of the dust and made you leader of my people Israel, and you've walked in the ways of Jeroboam, behold, I will utterly sweep away Baasha and his house. I'm going to make your house like the house of Jeroboam. You know what you did to the house of Jeroboam and you killed all of them? I'm going to do that to you because you did the same stupid things that Jeroboam did. Anyone who belongs to the house 
of Baasha who dies in the city, the dog shall eat. And any one of his house who dies in the field, the birds of the heavens shall eat. So Baasha died and was buried, and Elah, his son, reigned in his place. So the word of the Lord came by the prophet Jehu against the house of Baasha because of the evil that he had done, um, and also because he had destroyed it. So, let's, so notice that. He's saying, all right, in a way, God is doubly angry with Baasha. He says he's angry with Baasha because he murdered everyone in Jeroboam's house. So that was a punishment that God foretold. That doesn't mean that God liked that Baasha went and killed all those people. So he's going to punish him for that, and he's going to punish him for doing the same sins that Jeroboam did. Well, rapid fire here. After, rapid fire means quick, because these are all quick. After that, you have Elah. He was his son, the son of Baasha. He began to reign. He reigned for two years. His servant, Zimri, who is his general, conspired against him. And while, while he was at Tirzah, drinking himself drunk, he, uh, Zimri came and killed him. Yep. Drunk is when you drink too much adult drinks. It's stupid. When, when, you, when you drink too much alcohol, it makes you, basically it makes you into an idiot. You're not in control of what you're doing or in control of your decisions. And people do a lot of dumb things, bad things when they do that. Here, it just meant that this guy was probably so drunk he couldn't, he didn't know what was going on, he couldn't defend himself, and Zimri came and killed him. That's right. Because they convince him that he doesn't know what that actually is. Yeah. 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 All right. So um, then Zimri reigned, and when he became king, he killed everyone in the house of Baasha. Didn't leave a single male relative alive. So Zimri got rid of the whole house of Baasha, just like Jehu the prophet had said, because of all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah, his sons. And so Elah died, and then Zimri was king. Zimri reigned for seven days. So he killed, Zimri killed Elah, he was king, only for seven days. Because they, the, the army made someone else king. They, there was a, a general of the army named Omri. Yep, and they made Omri king, and he went up and besieged the city that Zimri was in, and uh, they set... They set fire to the house that Zimri was in, and he died because of his sins in doing evil and walking the way of Jeroboam and in killing the house of Baasha. Wait, so, so that, that general only reigned for... No, well, Zim, yeah, Zimri only reigned for seven days. Then Omri, the general, was made king. And the people of Israel were divided in two parts. Half of them followed Tibni, the son of Genath, to make no. him king, no. and half followed Omri... To make him king. The people who followed Omri fought and overcame the people who followed Tibni. So Tibni died and Omri became king. So this whole time, there's been one king in Judah. Well, all this is going on in Israel. Asa has been the king this whole time. It keeps saying, well, in this year of Asa's reign and in this year of Asa's reign. So it's the 31st year of Asa's reign when Omri becomes king and he reigns for 12 years. That's like a long time compared to these other guys that he's king. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So he bought the hill of Samaria. Samaria. That's the same as Samara's name. It means the same thing. Yep. It means Jehovah is my keeper. But it was already called that before. Amri didn't believe in Jehovah. 
Anyway, so he bought that hill for two talents of silver, and he fortified the hill, and he made a city there and built, built that city. He called it Samaria, after the name of Shemer, who was the owner of the hill. So his like, name was like Shamar, Samara, Shamar, and they named it Samaria. So Omri did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and he did more evil than everyone who was before him. He did all the same things that Jeroboam did um, with those false gods, with those golden calves. And then he died, and Ahab, his son, reigned in his place. And we're not going to start talking about Ahab yet. We'll talk about him next time. But the short version is that Ahab was the worst. Yeah. He was the worst. He was literally the worst. No, no, no. I, I can't remember her name, but the worst. Well, Jezebel, who was also the worst, was his wife. And Athaliah, who was the worst in Judah, was his daughter. So he gets blamed for all of that because he's the one that married Jezebel and he's the one that raised Athaliah. So that's all his fault. Who murdered her children, her grandchildren. Athaliah, the daughter of Ahab. Yeah, that's who that is. She's the worst. Because he's the worst. <laughs> what all this shows you is that the ungodliness and the false worship of those kings of the northern kingdom had a really terrible effect on the people of Israel. And it had a really a terrible effect on the kingdom. And it shows you when you have like terrible kings who don't worship the true God, it's bad effects for you. Meanwhile, in the southern kingdom of Judah, things are going pretty well because their king Asa is walking in the ways of his father David and is worshiping the Lord and is teaching people to worship the Lord, right? The good news for us is, who's our king? God. Jesus, yeah. Jesus is our king. Gableton doesn't have a king, no. Our country has a president and our city has a mayor. And we want to pray for, for God to give us good leaders who will do what is wise. His name is President Biden. Um, but... But even though our leaders are sometimes like Shadow, this dog, eating foil wrappers that he finds in the couch, Jesus is still king, and he works everything for the good of his church. That is, for the good of spreading the gospel and saving us and bringing other people to be saved and go to heaven too.